Well, hello everybody and welcome. We are having a rare winter uh, storm here in the south, so um, hate to cancel church, especially after living in Wisconsin for 18 years, but uh, we did that because we always want to put the safety of our people first, so uh, we did cancel services today, and uh, in place of that, I just want to share, first of all, about the first five minutes, I'm going to just take kind of doing some housekeeping stuff for the Living Hope family, and then we're going to get into a message I've prepared, which will go about 25 minutes on spiritual lessons from the National Championship victory. Now, I know I've already been challenged by a few people. We don't talk football at Living Hope. That is true, but we're not at Living Hope today. So that gets us <laughs> off the hook. Uh, if we were at our building, we probably wouldn't do this. Um, hey, I uh, want you guys to know that, uh, as everybody is aware, with Pastor Jimmy Bamberg and Jeff Wren, uh, going to different callings. It has left some gaps in our ministries. We're doing everything we can to fill those gaps. We keep you informed as things materialize there. But one recent development that I can share with you that's exciting is Judy Childs is coming back on staff with us 10 hours a week. She's going to be, uh, her title is uh, Director of Strategic Placement and Ministry Support. And what that strategic placement involves is she will be available to meet with people one-on-one -on -one to assess where they're at with the Lord, where they feel like God's calling them to grow, how they can take that next step of growth, and then also where can they use their gifts in kingdom service. So excited to have her coming back on staff. Uh, as you guys are aware, when we cancel church, it obviously forfeits the ability to take up an offering. And uh, praise God, more of you are giving online. So, uh, but I remember a time, my church in Wisconsin, it took us three to four months to recover financially from that one Sunday's loss of offering. Don't think that's the case today, but if you are able to give online, just go to our website, livinghopeathens.org, and you'll see the give feature sure helps us if you stay faithful in your giving, even when we don't physically meet. One of the things we were going to do in our service today, and I'm going to do it right now, is we were going to do a, a real quick send off for Kelsey Lemke. Kelsey is an amazing young woman in our church who has a heart for God and a heart for missions. And uh, she uh, is leaving this Wednesday to go with a team to Central Asia with the IMB for three months. And uh, we want to just pray for her right now. Uh, so let's join right now. Father, thank you for Kelsey, her heart. What a sweetheart. What a she's got a heart for the for the nations. We just pray blessing over Kelsey now. We send her off um, in the name and the blood of Jesus that you will give her uh, safety of travel, protection from sickness, most importantly, spiritual fruit for your glory. Give her clarity about her calling through this trip. Pray unity among all those on this team. Some from Watkinsville First Baptist thinks that we can join together with other local churches because we're all about the same kingdom calls. So God, we pray now in the name of Jesus, your blessing, your anointing, the filling of your spirit, that she will bear much fruit for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So you guys remember Kelsey Lemke in your prayers. Tomorrow is MLK Day, and we were going to also do something in our service about that, acknowledging the amazing contributions of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. with uh, civil rights. So I encourage you tomorrow. I know weather might prohibit some different activities of service that are normally done in Athens, but if you're able to just think of one thing you could do in service to another person or your community tomorrow, in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Now we are in a series at Living Hope Church called Generosity and part of that series includes a devotional. Today is day seven of that devotional. If you have a hard copy, here's what it looks like. Come by the church this week and get one or 
there's an app, Give With Joy. Give With Joy. And it has all the devotional readings there, along with a lot of other great resources on being people of generosity. So uh, I was going to preach a series today from 2 Corinthians 8, but we'll do that next week. So next week we'll be in 2 Corinthians 8, but do keep up with the devotional. Again, uh, today is day seven of the devotional reading. So that way we're all reading the same thing and on the same page. All right. One more housekeeping item today, Brooks Lamont and Eliza Huffman get married. I have the privilege of performing that ceremony at four o'clock today in Marietta. So we rejoice with them. Great couple in our church. Brooks is doing an internship. Eliza helps lead worship. So I'm excited for them and want to congratulate them. All right. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 24. My lovely wife, Dee Dee, is going to join me for this because she has some good insights on this topic. Hey, y'all. First Corinthians nine is our launch passage about spiritual lessons from the national championship victory. <laughs> Go dogs. You know, God's a bulldog fan. Oh, yeah. The Bible's written in red and black. We all know that. Yeah. And Philippians four says, beware of the dogs. First Corinthians nine, verse 24. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath or reward. We do it to receive an imperishable reward. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself may be disqualified. So God uses athletics uh, a lot in the Bible mm -hmm. to talk about spiritual things. So in that spirit and with this background verse, I have seven spiritual lessons from the Georgia victory. Here we go. Number one, patience pays off. It's been a long wait. Uh, Dee Dee and I were both students at UGA when we won the national championship in 1980. She got to go to the game when we beat Notre Dame. Yeah, it was fun. And uh, so, you know, we were in that class that's been waiting 40 years, 41 years, however you do the math. But um, we've been wandering in the wilderness. That's right. Then. As a as a team and as a <laughs> as a as an athletic really. enterprise. But the Bible says a lot about waiting on the Lord. Uh, Isaiah 43, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Chuck Swindoll is one of my favorite preachers and authors. And he says that he believes one of the hardest things in the Christian life is waiting on the Lord. When you want something and you really believe you, you want it even for the right reasons, it's, it's pure motive. You want to see somebody saved. You want to see somebody you know, set free from an addiction and you're waiting on God and you're praying and, and you're persevering. And it's just a reminder that perseverance does pay off. It's God's timing. God is sovereign over the timing of these events in our life. Um, but we wait upon the Lord. We trust him. We hold fast to him. And in, and in those times of waiting and it's not happening like we want, that's when the enemy comes in and the flesh comes in and will tempt us to get off course or to do things that, that are not in, in line with his will we have to resist that. So patience pays off. Number two, um, a lot of hard work. Winning takes hard work. A lot of hard work went into this team's winning the national championship. We we know a few of the players, and many of y'all at Living Hope know that Ryland Goaty is one of the tight ends, and he comes to Living Hope. And he gave me some statistics that I want to share with you. 
that uh, over the last year, so this is over the last 365 days prior to Monday night when we won, the team put in 113 practices, 160 lifts, that's weightlifting, and 69 team runs. And at the uh, ceremony yesterday at Sanford Stadium, you know, some of the players talked about those those uh, bleachers y'all are sitting on, man. We were out here at 6 a.m. running those bleachers. And just that winning takes hard work. And in the spiritual realm, we know that uh, the Bible says that, you know, it takes discipline. Discipline yourself unto godliness. That you do not attain anything spiritually by just uh, sitting around and doing nothing. We have to put forth an effort. We have to be in the word. We have to be in prayer. We have to be in obedience, faithful in, in those areas and uh, faithful in meeting with others and taking advantage of everything that's available to us to grow, reading, studying. The, this passage talks about discipline. And so it's certainly true in the athletic realm and certainly true in the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. Number three, teamwork. It's a team effort. You know, one of the things that I love about the team this year is there was really no big superstar. I mean, you remove Herschel Walker from the 1980 team, you don't win the national championship. Yeah. I mean, really, you don't, even, you don't even get to the national championship. I think he ran for 150 yards in the national championship game. And uh, yes, there was still the team behind him. Of course, he had blockers. Mm -hmm. But... But really, you remove Herschel, we don't win. But this year, I mean, nothing taking nothing away from Stetson, nothing away from Zeus, nothing away from a lot of these guys. But it, it was just I love that about the team this year. It was it was no big standout superstar. You could have picked a number of guys to be the MVP of the offense or the MVP of the defense Monday night. And what a picture of the body of Christ. We're a team, you guys. We are all part of the body of Christ. Nobody's more important than another. And whether you're an eye or an ear or a leg or an eyelash in the body, you are important and never let the enemy tell you otherwise. And we've got to join together and work together and support each other. And another part about teamwork that you brought up was that, that we look to the past. Yeah, they mentioned this this yesterday during the celebration that, you know, this this team wasn't an island unto itself. It was based off of previous teams and things that they had learned. And, um, you know, I think of Stetson and what an amazing, amazing young man he is. But I think, well, what did he learn while watching Jake? You know, that excites me. And I, I look at Fitzpatrick, who's a fabulous um, tight end and Ryland as well. You know, what did they learn from Charlie Warner and what did Charlie Warner learn from Jackson Harris? And it, it keeps going back and, and that wisdom and that experience is being passed on. And I think about those that have gone before us, you know, I, I still feel like my mom is discipling me, even though she is in heaven, I still hear her telling me, Didi, trust the Lord with this. Didi, he's worthy to be praised. I think of other godly women in my life who, when I'm going through something difficult, they just say, it's going to be okay. And it's going to be okay because of God and mm -hmm. who he is. So I am falling back on the lessons that I've learned from those that have gone before me, those that are still around me, just as much as this team has gone forward by looking back on what they've learned from previous um, players. 
And it's a great reminder of Hebrews 11 that, uh, well, Hebrews 12, it says surrounded, we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Who are those witnesses? It's those in Hebrews 11, which we call the, the, uh, the uh, hall of faith. It's these great people who've walked the walk of faith. And I don't believe that great cloud of witnesses means people in heaven can see us on earth, but it's more, they're, they're a witness in that they motivate us. Like Dee said, they motivate us to live for Christ because we see the adversities they've overcome and the things they've done for God. And that inspires us, which kind of leads right into number four. And that is don't let failure define you. Um, you know, in the game itself, uh, we didn't start off so well. <laughs> we, we had penalties. We had like second and 15 and third and forever. And, and we just see, kept seeming to dig us, dig ourselves a hole. And then of course the, the fumble, uh, uh, which was a disputable call, but that, it, you know, that set us back and it reminds me. Yeah, I don't agree either, mm -hmm. but there was a, 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 I remember somebody gave me a quote this week by Mike Tyson, the famous boxer. He says, everybody has a plan until you're punched in the face. And what that means is when you get punched in the face unexpectedly, then you got to go to plan B and you're like, okay, I better adjust. This guy just pounced me in the face. I didn't expect that. And, and we got punched in the face with some of those things. We definitely got punched in the face when we lost the SEC championship, but we bounced back. We didn't let failure define us. And I think in the Christian life, this is a powerful truth because we will all fail. We will all fall short. We will all sin. We will all have setbacks. We'll go through things we didn't expect. We might get punched in the face with sickness or punched in the face with a relational breakup, or we get punched in the face with, with, with an, uh, whatever. And, and we've got to bounce back. We've got to realize that praise God for grace, praise God for the gospel. There's always a second chance and a third chance and a fourth chance if we repent and if we confess our sins and if we cast ourselves humbly before the grace of God. So wherever you're at today, whether you're in a setback, whether you've just been punched in the face or you're having a hard time recovering from a previous punch in the face, uh, just know that God's love is constant. And we learned last week in my message that nothing can separate us from his love and that every setback is an opportunity to experience God's grace and power in a new and a fresh way. So be encouraged by that and don't let um, don't let failures, even sins and setbacks define you. Number five, love this. We love to celebrate. <laughs> we are made to worship. And if there's anything that we have seen in the last week in Gosh. in Athens and uh Man, it's like everybody is celebrating. People got the Georgia flags on their cars. I've heard some pretty crazy stories. My physical therapist says, Pastor David, I, I promise you I hadn't been drinking. But when we made that interception and ran it all the way, I have no idea how I ended up two rows below my seat. <laughs> and then uh, somebody yesterday told me, oh, no, Darryl. it was, it was Boykin, the announcer. Oh, Brandon, Brandon Boykin. Boykin. Yeah. He goes... He got similar story. He goes, when that happened, I'm going nuts. And he says, I have one leg in this row, another leg in the row below me. I lean over and there's a guy proposing to his girlfriend at that moment. He had prepared for that. And I look to this direction and there's three grown men crying. <laughs> it just shows that. And then I love that video they showed with all these people of their, what, how they reacted in their homes. When we, when we, uh, it's on YouTube Just <laughs> when we intercepted and took it to the house. But that life's like, man, we are, this is really going to happen. 
we are really going to win this game. Oh, now, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> we won the game, and I still, I sat on the couch for a few minutes going, who's going to take it away from us? Something's going to happen, and they're going to take it from us. So, Somebody just posted I was crying, too. Hey, <laughs> yeah, guys, make make uh, comments. forgot to mention that earlier. Y'all comment below as, as things hit you here or anything you have that, that helps add to the experience. I was crying, too. <laughs> but, you know, it, it what a reminder, though, that God made us to celebrate. Mm -hmm because we're made to worship and we're made to celebrate the right things and the eternal things and the godly things. And, and I know that everybody celebrates different, you know, but you didn't have a lot of people being meek and mild uh, when that happened. I mean, even, I bet you even the most shy person uh, maybe yelled out a scream or something. And it doesn't mean that we have to be that expressive on a Sunday morning, but it does mean that we should get pretty excited and worship to God privately and publicly. There's a place for, for us just uh, really being excited about the Lord and rejoicing in him because he is the biggest reason to celebrate. Mm -hmm. um, all right, number six, and this is one that my lovely wife added. Um, I didn't have this as one of my points. So uh, it's, it's God is our banner. So talk about that. Well, I love the names of God and Jehovah Nisi means God is our banner. And, you know, it was really fun to watch the national championship celebration yesterday. But my favorite point was at the very end mm -hmm. when they raised the 2021 national championship banner or flag in the end zone um, near where the railroad tracks are. Um, and that was just like, oh, wow, you know, this banner is now going to be there forever to remind us of what this team did, what the city did. I only have one gripe did. about it. I mean, I thought it was great that they did the senior class of the 1918. Yeah, where was Herschel? Okay. Should have been Herschel. Okay. And can you Herschel? imagine? Herschel should have raised the okay. <laughs> But anyway, but that 1980 team was pretty awesome, too. Yep. There's some great guys. Um, Jeff Paul. And just just how God is our banner. And he, it even says his banner over us is love. Mm. And, um, you know, that the whole verse was, was it Exodus? Yeah. When, Exodus 17. When Moses 15. defeated the Amalekites in the desert and, you know, his brother Aaron was holding up his arm. And as long as he held up his arms and her was her, the other one holding up his arms, mm -hmm. um, there was victory. And then, then, you know, just that idea of God is the banner that we look to, you know, he's the one that we look to in victory and defeat and challenges. And um, I just love that moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so those flags, you know, remind everybody of the past. Mm -hmm. And so you've got three now because uh, there was one in the 40s. And so that reminds us of our of the past victories. It inspires mm -hmm. for the future, like let's live up to this standard. And Kirby talked about that a lot too. Mm -hmm. And and boy, how appropriate for us. Jesus has already won the victory. We don't fight to victory. We fight from victory. We claim the victory that was won for us at the cross and the empty tomb and the ascension. We claim and stand on our identity in Christ and the blood atonement and the resurrection that overcame sin, death, and Satan and the ascension, which allows us to have the indwelling Holy Spirit. All that goes into the victory of the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus, it's ours. And so we look to that banner. We look to the cross. That's our banner. Yeah. Uh, rejoice in the cross and that we have the victory. 
We have salvation. If you're not saved today, receive him because your debt has been paid. There's nothing more for you to do. It's been paid. It's free. You receive it by faith. And then you walk in that relationship and you walk in victory. And yes, you have setbacks, as we've already talked about. But, uh, you know, when those players from now on, they walk in that stadium, they see that flag. It's a reminder of the past and it's an inspiration for the future in the same way that the cross is our reminder of our victory and an inspiration to live fully for Jesus. Finally, you guys know that this is a, one of my biggest passionate topics, and that is what's eternal. And so our final lesson in the victory of Georgia is live for the eternal versus the temporal. Uh, the eternal is far more important than the temporal. And that's really, it's right in our passage. So we come right back to our primary passage, 1 Corinthians 9. They run to receive a perishable wreath. So in those times, the, the competitions, the winner would get this wreath on their head, like a crown or like a trophy today. You saw how much emphasis there was on that national championship trophy. You know, in the in the midst of COVID, how many germs are on there? There's I mean, they, a lot of kissing. They, that they did, that I didn't see them on. sanitizing the trophy. No. Come on, they were kissing it like crazy. So, uh, that, but how much there was a focus on that trophy, and in the same way that was that's been true of all athletics that you get the gold medal, mm -hmm. and he's saying, look, that's fine and dandy. We're not poo pooing that. Yes, that's fine to rejoice in that. But how much better? How much more? We live for what's going to last forever because that national championship trophy one day is going to burn. It's yep. going to perish, but we live for what's going to live forever and is never taken away. And that is the word of God, godly character, men and women's souls, works that we have done under the Lord. Those are going to be rewarded. So that's we live for what's going to outlive us. And that is so encouraging. And I pray is so inspiring to you today that as great as all this is, and we can get excited and there, that's fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, this is really not going to last, but our relationship with Jesus is going to last and evangelism, people we help win to Christ and the time we spend in the word and the money we give for kingdom causes and uh, the godly character we allow mm -hmm. God to develop in our life. All of those, the Bible says, is eternal because it's going to be rewarded. And there's nothing wrong with living to get a great reward from God, all for his glory. And so those are our seven spiritual lessons. Yeah, I want to I want to go back to um, the hard work portion. You know, we've we've been privileged to see a little bit more of the the uh, hard work that goes into football with the players and baseball and tennis and some of the other sports. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that the players have to do. They run, they they study plays, they memorize the playbook, they lift weights, um, they go to conditioning, they get stretched. Um, they have to they forfeit have, a lot of things that other students can do that they don't because yeah, they just don't have they, time. <laughs> they really don't have a lot They're of amazingly time busy. the demands. Um, but the, to grow spiritually, there's a, mm. they're they're going to be successful. The players are going to take advantage of everything that's available to them. And if you want to really grow this new year, there's so many things to take advantage of. Come to church, be with other believers. Um, there's Bible studies throughout the week. Small there's groups. small groups. Um, there's, you know, off church campus Bible studies and small groups. Um, yeah, just a multitude of, of opportunities. Yeah, prayer ministry, prayer. you know, getting prayer ministry in our house of prayer and 
and being in a one-on-one -on -one discipleship relationship or a group discipleship relationship, classes that we offer, the, the instructional connect groups on Wednesday nights, so much, seminars from time to time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there we've got a plethora of opportunities to grow. Take advantage of it. Let this be the greatest year in your walk with the Lord. And when there's a when there's an injury, you know, they don't go running away. The team doesn't ignore them. They get them in rehab. They get them a surgery. They get them in conditioning, um, an ice bath or whatever. But when you're injured spiritually, when you're hurting, come to mm -hmm. church. Don't it's isolate. The, yeah, don't isolate. Come to church where we believe we're a safe place where you can just be who you are. If you're really struggling, mm -hmm. that's okay. We all struggle. We have the hard times too. And um, just do everything you can to grow mm -hmm. because that's how you're going to just survive life and thrive as well. And I wanted to say one more thing about the coach. Now, We've all seen Kirby coach, and we've all seen him on the sidelines. Um, we've seen one aspect of his coaching and his getting after his players. But our coach is God, mm -hmm. and he coaches with love. And Perfect truth and grace. Perfect yeah. truth and grace. And he coaches with um, conviction, with mm -hmm. hope when we need it. And he coaches with encouragement and challenge and a ton of people to surround us and support us um he's never going to leave us or forsake yeah. us so that's so good so good um well we love you guys and uh even though we weren't able to meet in person today i hope this has been encouraging to you and remember to stay up with the the, the gener generosity devotional one more time today is day seven so uh i love doing stuff like this together because we can all be on the same page. And again, download the app, Give With Joy. That's also where you can find the readings for the generosity devotional. Um, sorry, young adults, that the um, event in Atlanta got canceled today for you guys, but I'm sure it'll get made up. And again, Wednesday nights, full youth, children, and adult activities for anybody who wants to come at 630. All right, let's pray out. Let's pray ourselves out. Father, thank you today that you are alive, that your word is true. Jesus is the answer. His uh, work is finished for us on the cross, but your work by the Holy Spirit is not finished in us because we get to grow and know you better each day. And God, we ask that you would give us opportunities this week to be a light. Pray that on MLK Day tomorrow, we'll be mindful, especially of the issue of, of racial unity and the issue of service to others. And uh, we just pray that uh, I pray for the Living Hope family today. Keep mm -hmm. them safe. I pray they'll all grow. Pray anybody that is sick, you will bring healing to their bodies. And for those beyond our family today, I pray for them as well, that uh, you will encourage them and grow them in you and put them in a good local church where they can uh, maximize their full spiritual potential. We love you. We praise you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys. Love Have a great day. If it snows, enjoy the snow. Be safe.